invite you. I was literally in the book club. We could have kicked you out. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't start put me in this. No, it was not. I made you it was mine. <laughs>
basically realizing yeah. that she's a little bit more tasked than she should be because she can't fail on her mission. And then she's talking about um, she's talking about her mission, and uh, let's see, she's talking about not wanting to falter and talking about certain plans. And says here, all that was left was to get the details of her invasion plan to Saren and her father, then for her fake, and then for her to fake her death and escape Midwatch and Ethicana, and hopefully her father's inevitable assassins. Uh, so she's thinking about possibly going to Herondale, expanding on that little plan, and um, then it says it says she's going to make a life for herself. The try as she might, she couldn't envision what a life beyond Ithacana might look like—a life without him. Mm. So therefore. Girlie Pop, you fallen head over heels. Yes, she has. Head over heels. Yeah, so that's fun. Cheers to that. Mm -hmm. Let's drink. (laughs) With my drink that I don't have. Yes. So, AJ Zachary. We'll wait for that now. Uh, It's never too late to start drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just feeling very unhinged today. I don't know what it is. This is the right podcast for you. All right, so thoughts so far. What are we thinking so far? Um, I was thinking when I read this part, I was like, girl, why are you trying to still leave? Like, clearly something in your brain is not clicking that you cannot come to realize that this man and you are kind of in love with each other and you don't want to leave him. So why are you trying to leave? Right. (sighs) I think it's interesting now that, like, I don't think she realizes it yet, but it's not just Aaron that she's starting to fall in love with. Oh, yeah. It's, every, it's Ithacana for itself because yeah. she was like, oh, yeah, like I can't imagine a life without him. But she also mentions, I can't imagine a life beyond Ithacana now. Yeah. And right. It's like she did that for her, her technically her civilians. Yeah. Like they, they're starting to respect her. And I believe she's starting to see herself as one of them as well. Well, what's also mm-hmm. interesting is that even before she realized that, you know, she was kind of in love with Aaron, or at least had something above I hate you feelings towards him. Like, she's already making friends with Taryn. Like, she's already like, yeah, like, this is my, like, we're, we're friends. We're, we're cool. We're besties. Yep. You know, like, she's already think, having those thoughts even before, even when she's still in mission mode, she's like, oh, that kind of sucks. But, like, this Taryn chick is pretty cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And then Nana sucks, but, like, her island <laughs> is also really nice. Yeah, there yeah. people there. And there's, oh, you know, families to protect and, excuse me, people, people that she's come to care for more than she realized. Um, and then, uh, she comes, when is, when is, when, when is that? She says, uh, oh, tonight was the night that, yeah, she's gonna leave. And then she goes into the dining room, I believe, to find Aaron. Um, and then Taryn tells her that he's not there and that they left early were late morning and have not come back yet. Ooh, yes. Um, this is the start of the missing Aaron. Uh-huh. Yes. And so she's like, uh-oh. Her first thought is Raiders, rightfully so. Um, and kind of starts to panic a little bit. And Taryn's like, well, let me go find out where what people know and I'll come back. And then she panics even more. Um, and says to herself, like, why didn't he come? What, what if he doesn't come back? Um, it would throw her plan into shit. Without Aaron to write a letter to her father, she had no way of getting a detailed message past anybody at Southwatch. Yeah. Uh, like, she disguises it as being concerned for her plan, but, like, yeah. you, you already no, know. it's like, goes a little bit deeper than that. Well, also, the fact that she talks about this slightly morbid, but she's talking about how she's seen so many Ithacanians die through combat, and then it's like, now they have Aaron's face. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. mm, you're 
be imagining that if you just wanted your plan yeah. to go well, honey. Exactly. And then I like how Taryn's kind of trying to comfort her. It's like they haven't said any word, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything other than that they don't want to announce their presence to the enemy. And then she immediately is, or they were all dead. Yep. And then also, this is when uh, we get another letter from Saren. Yep. So yeah. Saren is writing in code. So makes me mad that he's the one writing and not the father. Yeah, that, the father was, can't be bothered. Um, he's too busy with his women. It really is not the time. Women and trying to get money and take over yeah. the world. And this is our first mention of Karis, is it not? Oh, uh, yes. Laura's brother. Half-brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're all the, half-siblings. Yeah. The message uh, was about Karis demanding to attend university, and then, like, that in that was what he was talking about plainly, and then in the code, it says something else. But the actual um, message, Valkata has blockaded our access to Southwatch. Famine on the rise. Yep. Way to give as many little, like, as little detail as possible. Yeah. Which, like, what I find interesting is that she is, you know, she immediately has, like, that reaction of nausea, mm-hmm. but it's Valkata who blockaded Southwatch. Yeah. Like, like it's not... If Akana's not even involved in this, like, exactly. if anything, they're kind of screwed because they're the ones who are getting blocked off. Yep. Yeah. And, like, she sits and waits in the barracks for Arin for hours, and Taryn's like, you should go back to the house. And she basically just is like, nope, I'm not doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, she sleeps in Arn's bunk, which is... Uh, That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, hoping that he's alive and there's a whole thing. It's like, this, this, she cares about him. She doesn't oh, want to admit yeah. it, but she's so head over heels for this man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, and then she comes back. Yep, and he then comes she comes back. back. Ah. But he's all, you know, wounded, and it's very hot. Hmm. Oh, yes, th- we get that moment there with the two of them in the dirt. Yes. Like, that, I'm sorry, that's also one of my favorite tropes. It's, whew, it's Moment good. in dirt? No, but, like, just the, the raw emotions that they Oh, have. yeah, yeah, the raw emotions, definitely. The way that they talk to each other. Where, was it that no um, moment in dirt was a trope? Like, Arn starts by, like, being a little aggressive and, like, what are you doing down here? Uh, I can walk on my own. And she's like, yeah, 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 shut up. And even Jor's like, enough of your pride, boy. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately, like, no, shut up. Yep. She's, like, tending to his wounds. But she shoves, she just straight on, push, oh. straight up pushes two soldiers out of the way. She's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm here. And he even, like, apologizes for missing dinner. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, you yeah, should be. It smelled so good. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes, missing the food isn't the part I'm sorry about. Because <laughs> she did get all, like, dolled up for him and everything like that. Yeah, she oh, dressed yeah. to the nines. Yep. She was very I mean, excited about her, what she thought was going to be her last dinner with him. Uh, and, yep. And then they push this arrowhead through his shoulder, and he is baby about it, according to Jor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, like, you know, I'm all for it sometimes you know, people can be babies, but, like, mm-hmm. I would say that would hurt! <laughs> yeah, that would hurt. A lot. And then, uh, our, they have this whole moment where she falls and he lands on top of her, and it's, uh, whole, mm, tenseness. Mm-hmm. Well, we also have, we also have a moment later with, uh, Lara, uh, let's see, watching, I believe it's Taryn? Yeah. With mm-hmm. a man who's about to die, and is She's just saying, don't die on me, don't die. 
and he does. Yep. And he, she immediately is like, how many more hearts would, would still when her father made his move? And then immediately, they are your enemy, she chanted. Your enemy, your enemy. But it's, the words were profoundly hollow in her yeah. mind. She doesn't care anymore it's about like being her enemy. It's like crazy how she tries to convince herself because she's so, she's so indoctrinated in that way. She's yeah. still trying to convince herself that this is the right thing to do. And she's having, now, it's kind of falling on deaf ears. Yeah. Because she's trying to adequately put truth behind it and she can't find any. It's her heart warring with her head, but her head is steadily losing. Ah, yeah. push and pull. Love it. So mm-hmm. good. So good. And then he, like, he make, has her wait for him and is like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry that all you've, all you've seen since you've been here is violence. It's like, oh, I know. Damn it. So, yeah. And then, and then, and then. Mm-hmm. Eyes just like your damn little father. That's what I thought when I first saw you. We call it marriage reunion bastard blue. He must have felt her flinch because his grip on her hip tightened, drawing her closer. She didn't fight him. But I was wrong. They're different. They're deeper. Like the color of the sea around Aaron Hall. Oh, and there we get another mention of Aaron Hall. Yeah. Which oh. is something that has not really been revealed as to what it is. Yeah. It's the way that, like, she thinks she's like thinking this is part of the mission, but then she's like, "Don't go." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she like is like, "Can you go back to the healers?" He's pulling her closer. Their breath is catching. You're oh. losing control. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are losing control, <laughs> girl. Just let it go. Let it and then, go. And then, Lose that control. And then we get to the magical moment of there. Ah oh, yes! yes! I forgot oh, that was in this chapter. So, it's so mm, very sexy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, do do tell. Uh so this is this is this is the paragraph leading mm-hmm. up to this. The thought of it filled her with terror. Terror that turned in sin- instantly to rage. Why did she care what happened to him beyond the success of her mission? Why did she care whether he lived or died? This was the man who willfully made decisions that caused great harm to the people of her homeland. Perhaps he did go he did so for the sake of his own people, but that did not excuse the complete lack of empathy and guilt he felt in the doing. He was her enemy, and she needed to get free of him before she made a mistake. Then his lips brushed softly against hers, and it undid her entirely. Yes, it did! Yes, it did! <laughs> oh, my word! Yes! Oh, and then after this magical moment, he says to her, I need you to help me make this stop. I'm tired of fighting against the world. When I want to, What I want is to fight to make Ithacana a part of it. And he, like, invites her to help save the world in reality. Yeah. But then she, like, shoots him down. Yeah. Like, I don't know well, why she's so aggressive. I it. think like, she's scared now. Yeah, yeah that's Because true. of everything. Like, she realizes what that kiss means. Mm-hmm. She realizes she's losing control. She's feeling out of control in that moment. And she's like, yep. I need to remind myself, like, if I can make him hate me, then I won't have to choose. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like, the, they kind of get into an argument, and she storms off after saying, you might as well lay down and die. Um, and, yeah, she slams the door behind her when she gets back into uh, the... Um, in- Castle and writes that. And I think I have castle. I believe I have notes in in this and the house. Hold up, I gotta pull up my notes. Find Find your notes. Find my book club notes. Let's see. Two hundred nine. 
Oh, I have all caps. Finally, finally, I can't freak out because I'm at work, but they finally kiss. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I have at page 200, uh, Lara, don't be dumb, your dad is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I did she read this. continues to be stupid. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did read this at work because, and I was like silently freaking out and hoping that the people mm -hmm. I work with weren't going to judge me. And then mm -hmm. we turn to page 210, and it's talking about uh, Lara being an idiot. And I literally have, Lara, no, 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 no! Because <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say that is she takes out the invisible ink that Saren has given her, takes about 30 or so uh, pages, like official yeah. pages, and mm -hmm. writes the plan to attack the yep. bridge on them. On yep. the back of every on single one On the back of, them. of yep. every single one. She, yeah. oh man. She's really just like, I can't lose control. This is my last ditched attempt. Yeah. To regain my, like, purpose here. Like, I, I know, like, she knows she's failing in this. Like, she knows she's going, she's falling for Auron. Yep. She knows she's falling for, like, the people here, and, like, she loves her life here. She's like, if I don't do this now, then I never will. And it's, mm -hmm. like, her last push to remain attached to Maradrina. Oh. It's so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad, but it's so good. Yeah. I mean, not bad in a, like, terrible way. I just mean, like, this, you know, you Making finally... Making that what you to throw your head against Yeah, I was yeah, like, why, much. you stupid dum-dum, what are you doing? Like, you want to go in the book and just smack her, silly. <laughs> so bad. Exactly. Yes. All right, chapter 25. Mm -hmm. War Tides is over. Yep. Because typhoons. Yes. <laughs> I love all the storms in this book. Like, I'm a storm person. I love storms. So, like, when it talks about describing, like, the storms and stuff like that, I'm like, yes! Yep. And then she decided that this day was the day that, the, that um, she's gonna just, she was gonna up and leave. Um, and she kind of sets herself up to get ready to leave. Um, what, what did I just read? Jeez Louise. Uh, she's talking about how she can't really do it now because yeah. she, if she attempts to do it, attempting the mm -hmm. seas during a storm would see her dead in truth, so she'd waited for clear skies mm -hmm. for enacting of her plan to fake her death. Knowing that, Honor would drive Arryn to send a formal letter informing Lara's father of her demise, mm -hmm. that Saren, ever watchful, would check the page and discover what she'd written. And she could only hope and pray that when she hadn't shown up after Hamadensia, her father and Saren wouldn't believe she was dead in truth or w would believe she was dead in truth, that no assassins mm -hmm. would come searching for her in Herondel, which was where she planned to go. She could live her life knowing that she'd given her people a better chance for a better future. Yep. I was like, mm -hmm. no, my girl, you are literally, like, you're being manipulated, and it's so hard to watch her make these choices. Yeah. yeah. But then, she tries to do it. Like, you know, she's thinking about it, she's gonna stare at the rocks, and then who appears but Aaron himself. Mm -hmm. Don't fall. Way to, like, sneak up on somebody when they're on the edge of a cliff. Exactly. Like, I mean, he has really? to catch her because he scared her. Yeah, right. Like, I'd be pretty terrified, too. <sighs> Startled, Laura lost her balance, and Aaron reached out and caught hold of her arm, hauling her away from the edge. Like, what did you expect, yep. dude? He tells her that she's got duties to, um, uh, supervise the evacuees yeah like she he's pulling rank now again yep. with her yep it's just the fact that they kissed and then they mm -hmm. like now they like hate each other and just mm -hmm. ugh, the push and pull is so interesting it's to watch so, uh, i love it it captivates your heart man it does it, it does so yeah um this chapter is just talking oh 
They're they're on a boat now. Um, oh my word! It's this chapter. And then they get to this place called Snake Island, and Arn recounts a story or a well, not really a story, but um, a thing young children used to do. Um, him himself on being Snake Island. Them. I love this scene so much. <laughs> oh wait, is this is this yes, the scene I'm thinking of? That is the scene mm-hmm. where everyone's like, Arn, don't do this. And they're then, dumb, and he's yeah. just like, nah. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna risk my life to make sure that she knows that she cares about me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, basically, what this is is they pull up to Snake Island, which is an absolute an island absolutely infested with poisonous snakes, mm-hmm. like some that are even bigger than Ara himself. Uh, they wade into the shallows. Two people have fish, one, two on either side, and then one person in the middle who's getting ready to run. Two people in the end throw a fish on the island and the snakes all shoot out to try and get the uh, fish. And the person that does not have a fish then books it up the island, crosses the bridge, and then jumps in the water to safety. And if they don't do that, then they die. Um, (laughs) And if they do do that, they are like seen as like an awesome person? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I guess with a sense of pride. So Arn decides he wants to do it. It's a test of bravery and then Jor's like more like Proof of idiocy. Yeah, pretty Jor's much. Jor's not wrong. Yeah, for once, Jor's mm-hmm. right. Like, I'm with Jor on this one. Yeah. And then Jor's, like, basically telling everybody to not do this. Don't listen to Arn because he's going crazy, apparently. And then he's doing it anyway, and he's, like, <laughs> handing this, handing her, his stuff to Lara. And yep. his, his, handing him his bow is like, hold this for me. Don't let it get wet. What do you think you're doing? And he cracks his knuckles. He's like, I think I can do this. And Jor's like, okay, no. Absolutely not. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, nah, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, man. Do a good job of it unless you want to spend your days watching Anna's ass. Yep. And, uh, and Jor's kind of yelling at him. And he pulls rank again. <laughs> which is Done. one of the few times Aaron pulls it's rank. It's to so run over- on Snake Island. He pulls it's rank. So- Stupid. Like, really, dude? So stupid. And Laura's kind of telling herself, like, tell him you care. Do Say what you can to make him get back on the boat. And then she couldn't um, couldn't tell him a lie like that, only to stab him in the back. But is it a lie? Mm-hmm. No. No, it's not. <sighs> and, and, then, then, and then he's like, if any of you shoots one of those arrows, you're done in my guard. It's like, what? But he's really yeah. just being so stupid. Yep. And then he freaking takes off through this island. Um, and Laura's like freaking the heck out. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> My favorite is like Laura's yelling, run, uh, and she runs twice. And then Jor was on his feet too. Run, you little shit! Exactly. <laughs> like, that would be all of us. Jor we, is such an icon. If we put ourselves really in a situation where like we'd be doing dumb things, like you all know, like we'd all be yelling, run, you little shit! Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because we pissed that they would even do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then everybody sees this giant snake come up behind Arn that is gaining on him fast. So. And Laura shoots it. Yep. She lifts his bow and arrow and shoots that thing right in the nick of time uh, with perfect uh, form and hits it dead in the face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which like, I would do the same thing. Her. That was one of my favorite things is that she was just like, okay, no. And yeah. like nearly hits him in the shoulder, doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She's like, whatever, I hit the snake. It's fine. Exactly. 
And I, ah, oh, I just, mm, the interaction with it. This is one of the stupidest mm. fights they have in this book. Like, and I love it. hands down at fault here. Yeah. And he's just being a little so dick dumb. about it. He's like, what the hell was that? And she's like, me saving your childish ass is what it was. And then he gets mad at her for it. And then Jor does something yeah. even more iconic. Yeah. And throws them both off the boat and leaves. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is the my favorite thing. He's like, We'll be back once you two work out this little marital spat. And just, and just bye, and just bye. Yeah. yeah, my favorite is when he, is when she just long calls him an asshole, and exactly. it's like says the woman who's been nothing but a thorn in my, and then George just kicks him in the butt. Yeah. And I know. Fall in the water. Like he literally, <laughs> like he's Arin. Listen, the thing about this, Arin is the king of Ithacana. He is the man. He is high up. And Jor kicks him in the ass and drops him in the ocean. And Laura's just like, I forget how Laura gets in the ocean, but like, I think she he throws her off with him. Yeah. Something and he like just that. really just said, no, you ain't doing this in my yep. ship. And like, eat by, you feel oh, yeah, he, he tosses Laura, he just throws Laura in the water. And she calls it Jor an asshole, tries to get up. And then or it's just like, boom. Nope. Uh, and then they're stuck in this water, and um, Laura's like, oh, Wait, what about this? Okay, excuse me. Yeah. tosses her in the water. And I was gonna say, like, oh, Jor does not. Jor sees no, him doing that and is like, okay, dude, you need a reality check, my guy. <laughs> you need there. a kick in the ass, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love this section. I love well, this Well, Oren is so just good. still pissed from being rejected by mm-hmm. her. That yeah. he's just making something out of nothing. This is one of the dumbest fights that they get into in this book. Yeah, but it's yeah. so funny. It is really funny. And then she called, and then uh, once they're in the water, she said, um, given how little worth you place on Madrinian lives, and then he's like, why? Where did that can come explain from? what I've done to elicit a comment like that from you. Um... And she's like, you think allowing my people to starve because it's good for your coffers is nothing? Mm. Uh, and this then is they, a married fight spat, if I yeah, ever Yeah, it one. really is. But then we, this is a married fight spat, but we also find out a little bit of truth behind mm-hmm. what's going on. Yep. Uh, let's see. Ah, uh, yes, allies, which is why everyone knows the majority of the food sold at Southwatch goes to Valkata. Because they buy it, he threw up his hands. Southwatch is a free market. Whoever offers the most for the goods gets them. No bias, no favoritism. That's how it works. Ithacana is neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and just how easily you wash your hands of all the culpability. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and how can you claim an alliance in one breath and neutrality in the next? And then, let's see. Orange is basically like, yeah, everyone's mad that I married you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is great. And then, let's see. Uh, Marajuna is starving, caught between Ithacana and the Red Desert, and I've yet to see you show the slightest of empathy. You have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. And then he's like, and then she she basically rebuttals with, no, I heard you the day I was brought here. Heard you say the concessions you gave to my father were not what you wanted, and that Marjorina, Mar Marjorina? Marjorina would starve before it ever saw the benefit of its treaty. Uh, you're right, I did say that, but if you and the rest of your people want to cast blame for Marjorina's famine, it's best you look to her fa- your father. And Laura can't even argue that. She's exactly. like, alright, y- you win. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he asks, have you read the treaty? And she says, of course I have. If Marjorina kept the peace with Ithacana for 15 years, 
He'd marry a princess of the realm and offer significant concessions to tariffs and tolls on the bridge for as long as the peace between our kingdoms held. And he says, that's some of it. When it came to the negotiate those concessions, I offered to eliminate all costs associated with the single imported good, believing I could force your father toward a choice that would culture peace, cattle, wheat, corn. But you know what he demanded? Our Indelian steel. Which means he is using this bridge treaty to supply weapons for the war against Valkata. Mm-hmm. No, not for the war against Valkata. For the war against the bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the well, war, for the the war against the bridge kingdom. He's well. I think. I think the reason I'm saying that. Stab him in the. Back. I also think the reason I'm saying that is because uh, they're getting steel and uh, the Valkata empresses like and like mentions that like oh yeah mm-hmm. you're supplying. You're well, yeah, that too, but his seal to attack thing. us. Thanks, you know, but his right. main thing is he wants to. Yeah. And he our, wants to invade Ithacar. And then Laura's chest tightens, but she still says, you're lying. Everything my father has done is for the good of our people. And then Arryn rebuttals with, everything your father does is for the good of his coffers and for his pride. Our taxes on steel and weapons have always been prohibitively exorbitant because the trafficking of weapons has political ramifications we prefer to avoid. Never mind that those weapons were often used in turn against us. Mardrina has no ore mines, which means the steel is for its weapons, which must be sourced elsewhere. And because your father won't give up his endless war with Valkata, he has been forced to import his weapons by ship at great cost. Until now. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she starts to realize everything he's saying is not far off. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, more than not far off. It's Mm -hmm. correct. Yep. Like, Arryn doesn't even know the full story of, like, why Laura's there, and already it's like, yeah, your father is kind of Mm -hmm. not a great person. Yeah, she's even coming to the realize a lot of realizations, but then again, like, her brain is like, I don't want to believe this. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, that would mean that everything that I worked for in my life is a huge Well, that is pretty traumatic, because despite that, she still has loyalty to her father for some reason. But it's like, to realize that everything you've worked for and everything you've been taught is a lie, like, that's got to be a lot on the brain. Yeah. It is a lot on the brain. Yeah, oh yeah. And and then he kind of puts the nail in the coffin by saying, war costs money, believe me, I know. But your father doesn't have the bridge, so he pays for it with heavy taxes that have crippled Mardrina's co- economy. So even when its merchants dock at Southwatch's open market, they're unable to bid competitively. And so they set sail with what no one else will buy. So they buy the diseased meat and the gross grain on purpose. Yep. Yep. Just and then, to and blame Ithacana for it. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So then we get to the point where Jor shows back up and is like, "Oh, are you done? Like he fighting? thinks he's done something good, yeah. and then it's just worse." Well, okay, I shouldn't say he makes it worse because I think this was very important and needed. Like it needed to happen because now Aaron's like, "Yeah, here's the truth: your father sucks." Mm-hmm. And Lara, this is kind of again another pivotal point in Lara shifting away from Maradrina, which I think it was very much necessary. But then Arn throws out something else and is like, oh, we're not going home. We're going to Maradrina. And she's like, I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah. yeah. Like, and then the chapter yeah. just ends and you're like, I, huh? Huh? What? What? We're going to do what now? day? Donde? day esta? What? Why are we that going to Maradrina? That means <laughs> Why are we going to Maradrina? That's like the opposite of what we want to do right now. Are you okay? <laughs> and Arn's like, no, you made me mad. We're mm-hmm. going to Maradrina. You, you made me upset, I'm gonna prove you wrong. 
<laughs> is this what okay? Like, married ladies of the podcast. Is this what being married is like? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Just Obviously, wanted to know. Yes. Just just curious because I'm Absolutely, I'm very yes. single. So <laughs> yes, it you know, one hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Good to know. So we start chapter twenty six with Laura being in complete disbelief and being like, "I don't know what this is gonna do. I'm freaking out a little bit." And she points out, we're in the middle of storm season. What sort of madman takes to the seas to prove a point? And Ari's like, like, me! My <laughs> ego is bigger than my dick. <laughs> I mean, that was a lie. Okay. I told you guys, I'm unhinged today. I don't know what uh, it is. Yes. I'm just feeling all of the chaotic energy at the moment. Oh, all right. Goodness. So, chapter 26. Yes. Yeah. Basically talking about how Laura calling him a madman for going out in a storm. Yeah. Even though she she's partially kind of really this. dumb. Uh, yeah. We are in a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I fail to see how your skill will come into play in the middle of a typhoon. And then Orton laughs like a madman. And he goes, we're hardly going to sail to the capital of Maradrina in an Ithacanian vessel. How then, the bridge? <laughs> better, oh bypass, better to bypass Southwatch, isn't it, your majesty? They really just fight like You'll an old see married soon enough. They do, and they've been married for like, what? Uh, like, a couple months? Four months? Four months, yep. Uh, yep, and they're already like, spatting like that. Uh, yep. Love that. Oh, and then Arn takes her to some of like, the secret little islands and stuff like that. Yep. Um, They find a vessel. Uh, or a stash of vessels in the one cave. Um, kind of like that scene in Moana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, that's mm-hmm. honestly what made it. They're mostly naval vessels that we've captured, and we've refitted several to pass as merchant ships. This one's mine, he points mm-hmm. to it, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And then, Laura, aren't they all yours? <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. He's <laughs> like, they, they belong all- to King Aaron of Ithacana, but this one is under the command of Captain John, merchant of Harendel. Now, come on, that storm's going to chase us into Vencia if we delay much longer. So we find out that he has an alias and has indeed come ashore to Mardrina more times, times than yep. one would think. Mm-hmm. And they make her dress like a little sailor kid. Uh, and, like a little oh, sailor like, boy. I love that that's and a Arne's running like, joke, too. You still look like a woman. And she's like, shocking. Shocking. Like, wow, oh. sorry that I have Sorry I have feminine traits. Like, your point <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You were you certainly weren't minding those feminine traits a little while ago, were you? Oh well that's my favorite part is that now Laura it's just a running joke that Laura's like just like the angry little ship boy cousin. And like yeah. just hates the world. I love that joke. Oh, so funny. And he calls himself the roguish yet charming older cousin. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh I boy. love and hate him at the same time. I know. Yeah. This like, this part of this part of um, of R and I kind of based Atlas off of a little bit as well. You know, so, I was gonna ask for context, <laughs> listeners. Uh, Atlas is my character's level of interest in our D and D campaign, and um, he is exactly my type, and it's not fair. Mm, yeah, no, it's I'm, fair. I'm the one that created him, uh, and I definitely took a little bit from this. Uh, because then we found out that Arn has a little bit of a hoe phase as well. <laughs> yeah, he does. Jor calls him out for it. He says, uh, do you go to Maradrina often? Arn shook his head. Not anymore. Before my coronation, I spent a great deal of time in other kingdoms furthering my education on trade and economics. 
is that what you were doing, Jor walked by? And here I thought all those ventures out of Ithacana was to give you an opportunity to gamble and chase skirts and piss away the money on cheap booze. That too. <laughs> at least he admits it. I mean, at least he's like, yeah, I did it. And he did have the decency to look embarrassed. Aww. Mm-hmm. Is that less embarrassed of his little face? A little, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't like the fact that it happened, but... He was like, well, yeah, I did I did chase a lot of skirts. We'll unpack that after the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> We've got some discussions. Uh, but yeah, so they sail into um, South, or they sail out of the cave. Um, and then now she's kind of starting to, like, think about, like, what is she going to see when she gets to Marjorie? Because, like, she really hasn't seen much of her homeland, really. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been in the desert this whole time, and now she's like, what if her life had been dedicated to a lie? And, like, what would she do if that was the case? Like, what what is going to happen to her, basically? Well, honey, what? you better start thinking because mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Spoilers ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they get they get caught up in a little bit of a storm. And Aaron's just like, yeah, we'll make it. It's fine. And Laura's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yep. They really balance each other out. Like I'm kind of yeah. here for the fact that he's kind of the chill, like, okay, yeah, it's gonna work. We're gonna make it work. It's gonna be fine. And Laura's like, we need a plan. Yep, <laughs> we need a plan. We need to stop this. This is insanity. And he's just like, I told you we'd make it. Yeah. Just chill, nonchalant. It's type A, type crazy B. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we all know which role we'd each take in the yeah. Mm-hmm. Tag, they, tag yourself. I'm Laura. They do dock. <laughs> Um, and they, uh, they, after talking to Harbor Master, they, um, sorry, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness, they make their way to a tavern. Oh, yeah. Well, well, they get a little bit. The Harbor Master talks about, like, the steel prices won't hold (laughs) long. Greedy, you wound me! (laughs) Sorry. We get a see into his other personality. Oh my gosh, so I've heard Ithacana's new queen has done us no favors. All the gold that Silas taxed out of our pockets has been spent on steel, and yet we've seen nothing in return. Beautiful women have a way of costing men money, Arn responded. <laughs> and Laura can't say anything yep. without giving herself away, and that has to bother her so much. Oh, and then down here, this little comment. More than a few ladies in Ventia would be happy to put you up, I should think. Don't tempt me. A fourth plan, which involved sticking a knife down deep into Arn's guts, began to evolve him <laughs> as Laura followed him. And oh, she's getting fair. defensive. <laughs> if you go down, I'm going down too. Oh yep. my gosh. This is literally just a line of like, hypothetically, if I were to kill you. Mm, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, it's it's literally just a thought of like, I'm gonna stab him, I swear. Yep. I yeah. Mean, I think we've all had that thought of romantic relationships of i swear i'm gonna cut you but yeah yeah but anyway so she asks he asks uh laura after they talk to the harbor master if that's proof enough um and then she uh she didn't answer and then just asks are we going back to the ship and he just goes no yep. <laughs> like okay. no because he can tell she's not all that convinced Oh, absolutely. No. And, like, in the back of her mind, while they are walking, she's just like, I could run. I could do it. I could literally leave. And then she keeps following him. She's like, I could. I could. Doesn't. I could do it. I could do it. it. I could run. Uh, But I'm not going to because I... talk, no walk. Yep. 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 Uh, and then we get Marisol. Marisol. This little barmaiden that has... Eyes for the king of Ithacana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah, she does. Oh yes. Yep. 
but yeah, he's she's like kind of like all over him, like sitting on his lap, and like she like eyes up like Alara enough. Uh, eyes like that, your mother must have been dallying with King Silas himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> about that. Um, banter for me, man. Yeah, the banter. Is oh, just... and then she asks him if she needs a room for his crew. And then Laura's like, she didn't ask about him. She's expecting yep. him to sleep with her tonight. Oh, oh boy. And then, and then he's like, oh, yeah. He's gotten himself married off. And then she's like, what the? Yep. I love how Jor comes to his, is like, hey, uh, by the way, he's, he's like married. married now, so maybe don't. Mm-hmm. And Laura's just sitting there, sitting right there, being like, on second thought, I think I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm. <laughs> plan A, kill Marisol. Plan B, kill Arin. <laughs> plan, plan C, C, kill everyone and run. Plan D, kill myself. Plan E, profit. Plan <laughs> <laughs> E, profit. Oh my goodness. Uh, but then it is revealed that Marisol is actually a spy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. And that's how they're feeding the information back to Aaron whenever he like. Which I mean, if she's that over. close to port, yeah. what else are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. Uh, we, we get a little world we building. Do besides be prostitutes in a harem or spies. <laughs> we got a little world building in politics. Yes. Um. Yeah, uh, our Meridian soldiers are crying in every port that the alliance between Ithacana and Marjorina has destroyed their incomes. And now that the alliance isn't working out as intended, they seem happy for Marjorina to pay the price. Vindictive of them. Yeah. But yeah, and it's, uh, they're calling for, like, the break of the treaty. People in Marjorina are now not starting to be happy because they're not seeing the benefit of this treaty yeah, at all. Nope. Um... Because there really wasn't any benefit for them in the first place. I know, place. and that's when yeah. Laura, like, has the repeated words that Aaron said to her in that one garden. And she's like, oh my word, he was right. Yep. And she, I love watching her kind of silently come to, having to silently come to the conclusion of her being wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just crazy. This is everything she's ever known, just being basically smashed. And rightfully so, like, it needs to be broken and mm-hmm. smash in front of her. But at the same time, like, that's a lot to take in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she goes into this whole tirade. And then this last little thing at the end of uh, 236. But for Lara, that fanaticism burned no longer. as She finally came to the realization that her father was, in, or Ithacana was not the oppressor. Well, her yeah. Her father we, was. If we even yeah. go back just to a little bit before that, uh, she goes into this a little bit like her father, Saren, our master's. It lied to Laura and her sisters. That in itself was no great revelation. She'd realized that Ithacana's villainy had been exaggerated and expended upon in order to turn the girls into fundamentalists with one clear goal, the destruction of Marajrina's oppressor. But until this precise moment, she had believed that while her father's methods had been vile, his motivation had been pure. Save Marajrina's people, defeat them, and protect them. Like, she even acknowledges, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, my father's kind of a jerk, but, like, at least he has good intentions. No, he does not. Nope. I think finding out the fact that he wasn't pure in his intentions is really the the turning point. It wasn't like well, it wasn't the fact that her father was a terrible person. It was the fact that her father didn't wasn't doing what was good for. The, Here's what I kind people. of want to know. So she realizes that when her plan is enacted, she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, my father will probably is probably gonna like send an assassin after me." How mm-hmm. does she not see? Like, I wonder how she didn't make that connection sooner. 
yeah. realize, like, oh, you know, my father, like, killing his own children is sort of a problem. Yeah. But, like, you know, at least he has pure intentions for people that aren't his own children. Yeah. Like, what? What? Huh? You, sorry, Laura, like, let, let's, let's break this down for a second. Let's think like, about this a little let's bit. Let's unpack this. Let's put on our, let's put on our thinking caps and really break this down. Yep. Uh, and then we get into Orange Chapter. This is the, probably oh, my favorite chapter of this whole book. And the lie. big reveal that he realizes that Laura is a spy. Yep. The woman he had goddamn fallen in love with was a spy. Mm. Ooh! Like, took mm. you long enough, pal. Yep. Yep. I can't believe that, that them coming back to Marjorina was the was the nail in the coffin for him realizing that Laura was a spy. Like, that he was had his blinders on up until this point i'm like dude it was so obvious it was obvious but also i like that he it kind of elaborates a little bit on how he was giving her the benefit of the doubt it says like in the early days of their marriage he believed laura laura's apparent disdain for him was driven by her discomfort of being forced into a marriage she didn't want a life she hadn't chosen but the shock on her face when he told her that her father had been given the chance to feed his starving people and had bought weapons instead signaled she'd been lied to on top of everything else so yeah. he's acknowledging she's like he's like yeah she's a spy but at mm-hmm. the same time he's not getting rid of her and yeah. i don't think part of it is because like he loves her and even though he doesn't realize it mm-hmm. yet like that is part of the reason but i think the other part is is that he realizes like wait she was lied to mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's what i think is interesting is because she does he doesn't do away with her immediately he's like you know what something's yeah. up here that's yep. what I think is very interesting is that he doesn't just toss her aside immediately because mm-hmm. she didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one thing that that he realized that kept him from disregarding her. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, oh, I like that she's indoctrinated. Yeah, I like that <laughs> she's a little bit indoctrinated. Uh oh. I really appreciate and admire that Jensen unpacks that because I've seen a bunch of different stories of you know like people who commit crimes because of blatant force, let's be honest, mm-hmm. of parents, of their parents, of, you know, like, if it's a human trafficking situation, and they're being punished and locked mm-hmm. up, and it's just like, okay, but let's think about this here. Like, yeah. let's think about what we're really doing here. Like, you're not sending mm-hmm. a message. You're punishing someone who is manipulated. Yeah. So, just yep. a thought. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Aaron oh. tails her as she starts to walk toward the palace. This this chapter is mm. so mm-hmm. oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, uh, like he so she's walking towards the gates uh, of like where the, where her father is the palace. You know mm-hmm. she has all this information and Jor comes with Aaron yep. and he's like we need to stop her and he's just like. He's devastated, and he, yeah. he's trying to hold on to every little scrap of hope that she will not do what he thinks she's going yep. to do. Mm-hmm. He, and Jor even asks, what are you doing, Aaron Jorhis? I need to see if she'll betray me if given the chance. What he had hoped was the truth had turned, but what he hoped was the truth had turned her, that now, awake to her father's deception, she turned back her back on whatever, whatever, what? purpose, <laughs> whatever purpose she had been set to. If she was the sort of woman he believed, no, prayed her to be. Mm-hmm. And then she just keeps walking to the gates. And he has yep. an arrow trained on her back. Yep. Oh, my word. And yes. Jory even begs him. He's like, let me do this for her. And he yep. goes, no, I need to do this. I brought her to Ithacana. She's my responsibility. Yep. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then another step. And like, 
it basically builds up this tension so much that I felt like I couldn't breathe yeah. right in the very end of the I also chapter. like that Jor calls him on it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you're, I love how he says you're half in love with the girl. Yeah. You don't need this on your conscience. Like, yes, Jor, I, even, Jor even is like, and then he responds buddy, with, I, I see this. Yes, I do. Because he realizes everything that he has brought mm-hmm. upon his country if she, if he lets her go. Yep. Yep. Like she could damn him and Ithacana more than she she'd be dead before he could, she could damn him and Ithacana any more than she already had. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god! Aaron's heart was wild and frantic in his chest, hot sweat mixing with the rain running down his back. As he blinked, he saw her fall, saw her blood spill out in a pool around her, saw those cursedly beautiful eyes of hers lose their spark. Then he blinked again, and she was standing motionless in the darkness. She took a hesitant step forward, his arm quivered. Another step. The bowstring dug into his fingers as he slowly began to straighten them, knowing that despite having no choice, he'd never forgive himself for telling her. I love for a second there, like, she makes you think that he did it. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like, what? Yeah, I know. Excuse me, huh? (laughs) No. And And then with a flash of lightning, Laura whirled and sprinted away from the gates. George jerked and jerked Aaron deeper into the shadows as she passed, heading back into the city. He took a step to follow before everything he had eaten for dinner rose up in his throat. Raising a hand on the wall, Arn puked his guts out onto the street. Fair enough, dude. Fair Fair enough. Fair enough. Man, I can only imagine. And then he still, Mm -hmm. like, tells Jor to follow her. Yeah. Like, he actually cares that she gets Mm -hmm. back okay. Half a second, that was all the difference it had been between her running into the night and her lying dead on the street. Half of a second. That's nuts. Ooh. And then I also love how the guards yell at him for loitering. He's like, sorry, I was just vomiting. Give, like, I was vomiting my guts out as my world almost shattered. I exactly. almost killed the woman I love. But yeah, sure, no loitering. Got you, bro. <laughs> Got it, bros. <laughs> my bad. Yep. You caught uh, me slipping. <laughs> the tension in that scene. Like I said, uh, I, listened, I listened to this on audiobook the very first time I listened to it because it's an like audible. Swelling music it's an too. audible exclusive. Um, Like the release. They released that before they printed it. And just... I, I was at work and I literally had to stop. I froze <laughs> and I was listening and I was just waiting. I was like, oh my word, he's going to kill her. Yep. Like, oh my word, is she going to betray him? Like, oh my word, yep. George, shut up. Oh my word. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> shut up. I've had moments where I've like had to sneak into the bathroom mm-hmm. and like just count to 10 before going back to work while yeah. reading a book. I'm like, I need a second. Yep. Uh, and then Laura drinking herself into an absolute stupor. Which, hey, in chapter fair 28. Enough. Same, girl. Can you pay, Fair boy? Enough. No, she snapped. I intend to drink it and to then run out the back. Yep. Listen, you little. <laughs> and, oh. then, and then Marisol comes in clutch and is just like, oh, I got this. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And just gives her more booze. Yep. And then she, she's <laughs> like, I'm not in the habit of getting children drunk in my establishment. Make an exception. <laughs> uh, I love I love that Laura so just good. does not give a crap anymore. Like yep. She's like, whatever. And then you find out, she says, you're a charmer, aren't you, your majesty? And Laura replies, do you bestow titles on all your patrons? And she replies, only on women with the eyes of Valiant Blue who travel in the company of Ithacanian spies. Ooh. She knows. Either pour and talk at the same time or shut up. I'm in no mood. <laughs> I mean, she's honest. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, I feel like at, you know, nights like this, everyone's got to have at least, she has nobody to... She doesn't exactly have a girlfriend except Taryn to be like, no, no, honey, oh. let's put the alcohol away. And then Marisol reveals that she saw Laura mm-hmm. in her father's carriage. She said, the king yeah. ordered the streets clear. No one was allowed out of their homes until you had boarded the ship for your protection, they had said. 
It was not for her protection. It was one last step to ensure Lara boarded the ship, convinced that Maradrinia was in it was in the direst of straits, and that Ithacana was to blame. One last piece of deception. They loaded you onto the ship, and you were gone off to Ithacana, off unbeknownst to me at the time, to steal away my favorite lover. Oh, like, well, tough luck. Uh, given you hadn't seen him in over a year, I'm not sure you had much acclaim on him at this point, if any. You're a quiet little, quiet little bitch, aren't you? Nope. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> and Laura, they just cheers. Like, I love them. They're like, yes. Bitches unite. Uh, I like, I actually like this dynamic. I'm kind of here for Yeah, their conversation is like probably one of my favorite interactions Laura has. Mm. Well, what I also like is that, to my knowledge, Mar- Marisol doesn't blame her for anything. No, like, she doesn't. Like, she just immediately says, she's like, we expected things to change for your father to ease his filthy taxes. Or at least to use the money for something better than his ceaseless war with Valkata. You know, like, she never, she never is like, this is your fault. Like, you know, somebody, like, Jor or Gorwick is, is like, yeah. she's just like, you know, mm-hmm. this sucks. But yep. it's uh, not on you. But then she reveals she had gone to the palace to kill her father. Mm-hmm. Not to reveal Ithacania's secrets. So if she would have continued, Arin yeah. would have killed her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, oh my word. Uh, She had been Uh. duped, manipulated, and played. She had gone to the palace to kill her father. Her plan Mm -hmm. had begun to use the codes she had been given to gain access and then wait for them to bring her to her father and kill him with her bare hands if she needed to. It wasn't as though she she hadn't been trained to do it. They'd kill her afterwards, but his death would be worth it. Worth that moment of her father realized that she, his prized weapon, had turned on him instead. And Mm -hmm. then, I actually have notes on this. Um, I liked how it described the whole plan and how, and her emotions with that, but I also like that it mentions why she ended up not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but as Lara stood there in the pouring rain, her father's soldiers watching her with bored interest, Master Eric's voice had filled her, her ears. Do not let your temper get the better of you, little cockroach, for when you do, you risk your enemies getting the better of you. Mm-hmm. Like, the way she immediately associates her father as her enemy rather than Ithacanian. And just that little switch, she immediately yeah. is like, nope. Ithacan is not my enemy anymore. He is. Yeah. So not only is there that, but also the fact that she is just that. I just thought that line was cool where it's like, you know, when you let the temp, your temper get the better of you, like your enemies, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, I just really liked that line. Uh, and then she continues to drink. And, and, drink. Drink. As, and drink and drink as 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 you do mm-hmm. uh and then Aaron appears behind her mm. waiting for me to go to bed so you can go find marisol the words were slurred spiteful uh who do you think came to t- to me to deal with my shit-mouthed little cousin she knows i'm not your cousin she knows exactly who i am and by extension who you are clever marisol you aren't concerned Oh, what a crazy, like, I, oh, their conversation, oh my goodness. Um, uh, she's beautiful and kind. Yes, his gaze was intense, but she's not you. Uh, You can't, she told herself. You're a liar and a traitor. You aren't the woman he believes you to be, and you never can be. You can never be yourself. Hmm. This chapter's just... It's just... just, It's all the feels, man. Take my money. Exactly. 
Yeah, the Danielle L. Jensen is a masterful woman. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and he's like, uh, surprising the amount you drank. You have a Royals taste, by the way. It's not a cheap bottle. And she says, paid for it myself. You mean with the coins you stole from my ship? If you were stupid enough to leave them laying around, you deserve to lose them. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't catch that through all the slurring. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, uh, the banter is the, banter's the best. Um, and then he asked, did the whiskey help? And she's like, no, it never helped me much either. I'm sorry, I've been terrible. You deserve someone better than me. Uh, Since the moment I set eyes on you in Southwatch, there has been no one but you. Even if I'm a god's damned fool for it, there will never be anyone but you. You uh, are a fool, she uh, thought, as the darkness took her. That made two, two of them. them. Oh, that chapter, oh, so beautiful. And Laura's so like drunk half the time. Exactly. Which is like fascinating to me. <laughs> Jump back into Aaron's mind I for love chapter five. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. This, so like, yeah. They wake up and um, Aaron, well, does Aaron wake up first? Yes. Aaron wakes up first. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised if he didn't wake up first yeah. with all the whiskey Lara's had. Uh, and he's kind of hung over with not alcohol, but with like the truth of everything raining down on him that Lara didn't betray him. Um, and like the fact that he almost came close to killing her because he thought he would, she, she would. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then he comes down to the common room with Jor already awake and Gorik. Um, they kind of get ready to are getting ready to leave. They wait for her to wake up, obviously. Um, mm. And then he gets a little visit from a little friend. The freaking mm. magpie! The magpie. Oh, the magpie. I hate comes the magpie. Visit I hate him with so every much. being I have. And his voice is described as nasally, and I just <laughs> hate that description. No. I think not. It's so... No. Absolutely not. I... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No. Like, and they have a little chat uh, about um, Saren realizing that they're there, and, you know, kind of he threatens them, obviously. To cut, he wants them to cut ties with Belkata. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. That was not part of our treaty. I have yeah. no interest in going to war against Belkata. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, man, where's... It's just so. Mm. He's just so icky. Yeah, exactly. Is, if Belkata attacks your lands, rest assured that Marjorina will retaliate against them tenfold. We do not take kindly to those who interfere with our friends and allies. Mm-hmm. Do as my master says or face the consequences. Uh, no. And then it's just mm-hmm. time to go! Yep, time to go. Let's <laughs> get out of here. You give Lara my regards. Time to go. Oh, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. Chapter 30. We got oh. Lara waking up, hung over as hung over can be. Um, <laughs> She's like fucking done, dude. She's like, absolutely. No, I don't even want to get out of here. Sorry for the beeping. Um, How dare you? Uh. Yeah, she looks for her knives, basically frantically waking up, realizing, like, oh, it's a little past the point I should be waking up right now. Um, Taryn bursts into the room and is like, we gotta get out of here. And Yo, we gotta Lara's go. Like, we gotta go, homie. We've been compromised. Yep. 
And then Laura realizes that she's lying because there's a little bit more fear than just a storm coming uh, in Taryn's posture. Um, so they get the heck out of there. And then mm, she realizes as she's making her way back to the ship, she sees Saren's eyes. Uh, she meets his gaze and is like, oh, heck no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> she's like, this, nope, we got to get out of here. They know, they know, they know. So uh, they barely. And doesn't make it she out. think that Aaron doesn't know? Yeah, pretty for much. For a second. Yeah, or am I crazy? exactly. I think I think she doesn't realize. She doesn't know that Aaron realizes who that is. I think at the same time, yeah. or in some regard. Sarah um, and Magpie are the same person, right? Yes. They okay, are. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always like. I I feel like mm-hmm. it's a question I know, but at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, yep. Okay. And they got ships chasing after them. Um, they have to make it out in the sea uh, before they... And they're uh, also fighting a storm. They Not are. Not only are they fighting the Meridrinian whatever, they're also fighting it's a storm. It's basically a very big, intense scene. Because it's not war tides anymore. Of them fighting the storm, fighting to get through the um, the break in the sea and uh, before they get shot at and yeeted. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chapter kind of ends... Um, also, this this scene inspired the race to the docks in our oh, D&D it? campaign. Oh. Of course See, it did. The similarities were the there. The way that I've been re- I've read this book several times and been like, oh, mm-hmm. that explains it. Yep. <laughs> like, I've connected so many parts of this book with our D&D campaign, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so after the whole storm, they... The race is on. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to start this, and mm-hmm. that's where the chapter ends. That's where the chapter ends, and that's where we're ending today's podcast. Just cliffhangers! Yay! <laughs> that's a way to end it. That's a oh rendition. Well, should we just cut it there? So, uh, thoughts so far? What, we, so what far. are we thinking? I mean, I will again reiterate that this book is one of my all-time favorites. I mean, it yes. doesn't beat Six of Crows, but it is damn close. It is. Yeah, uh, it's it just enemies to lovers tension. I can't beat it. I love this book series so much. This is one of my five-star reads. It will always be one of my five-star reads. I could read this a million different times over again, and it will never get old for me. It This this is just, I pull something new from it every time, from the tension between Laura and Aaron, from the tension between Laura and herself, and like, the push and pulls between kingdoms and countries. It's just, it's so good. It's very yeah, I already really want to like dive right mm-hmm. into this book again and read it again because yeah. I'm just kind of uh, like, yes. And yeah. and Danielle Eldridge is continuously working on this this series and this world mm-hmm. and releasing more Bridge Kingdom books. And I'm just, I'm here for it. Which the fifth yep. one come, fourth one comes out fourth in ten fourth days. One. Fourth one comes out in ten days. It's the Endless War. It's the second in the duology that focuses on Karis and. Um, no, no, no. Anna and the other one. No, 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 no. Okay, no. The Endless War is between, is is the second one to the Inadequate Air, which is um, Karis and Anna, or Karis and Anna's, um, Karis's story. And then there's five and six are on Anna when she goes to Harrendale. Oh, I'm hyped for those two. those, that, and she's already released, like, like, teasers for that and already, but, like, the cover for The Endless War is so good. Yeah. Her yes. artist is wonderful. Yeah, I don't know who she hired, but like, <laughs> yeah. did you guys see it? Then I have. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
But anyway, so those are thoughts so far, <laughs> is that we're loving it. Lots yes. of enemies Very to lovers' good. tension, which is one of our favorite tropes in Book Club Unhinged mm-hmm. here. It is universally agreed upon. And yeah, we're going to probably wrap up this yep. book in the next episode. Yep. So. Yes, we will be wrapping up this book yeah. in the next episode. Yes. Up and and we, have our, left, we have so. our next read picked, too. So be yeah. on next the lookout two, We have that. our next two reads. Yeah, yes, we are planning are ahead. Out. So take a look at the reading guides that are up for that so you guys can follow along uh, with us. Um, thank you guys so much for listening today. You can find us uh, on TikTok and Instagram at the book club Unhinged. Uh, and yeah, any other uh, uh You can find our lovely podcast with Love on Hinge and your podcast, Hinge Account. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.